0: Hey,
1: I'm Sean Ali, the editor at Curious City, where you ask questions and we get some answers together. And we're about to wrestle with questions of identity. How tied up is identity to the places we live? And how far back do those roots go? In other words, questions about nearness and dearness. We've got two people who are near and dear to Curious City. The first is Chicagoan Tracy Miller. Tracy came up with our question. And then there's reporter and author Robert Lorizel. Robert straightens us out. So to start, a question right from Tracy.
2: I meet so many people who say they're native Chicagoans, and it seems like there are more natives still residing here than in other cities I've lived in. How many people live here who were born here, and what about the previous generations?
0: Robert, where should we start with our answer for Tracy?
3: Well, the first place to look for any question like this is the U.S. Census Bureau. But unfortunately, the census does not ask the exact question that we would like them to answer. They don't ask people in Chicago, were you born in Chicago? They don't ask whether their parents or grandparents were born here. So that remains a bit of a mystery that's hard to pin down with an exact statistic. But the Census Bureau does this survey called the American Community Survey, where they ask a whole bunch of questions. And one of them is whether people were born in the state where they are currently living. So we can answer that part of the question. And in Chicago, in the most recent numbers, 58.5% of Chicagoans say they were born in Illinois. Now, that isn't exactly the same as Chicago natives. Some of those people might have been born in the suburbs or downstate and moved here. But it kind of gives us a ballpark idea.
0: And so the converse of that then is about 41% and some change can't possibly be, quote, native to Chicago or having been born in Chicago.
2: Right, which is surprising because it's not, I guess, as much as as many as I thought it was. I don't know what the national average is. Well, here
3: you go. The the Chicago number is almost exactly the same as the U.S. average of uh, 58.7.
2: Huh. <laughs> so maybe I was just meeting a lot of people that live here. I don't know.
3: It's surprising that Chicago is almost average for the U.S. So we like to think, oh, Chicago has some special case here, but it's actually pretty close to the U.S. average. But if you look at different cities around the country, Chicago's number is quite a bit higher than New York, and Los Angeles. Both of those cities are drawing a lot of people from other parts of the country more so than Chicago. One of the people that I talked to as I was trying to figure out these numbers is Rob Perrell, who is a demographer in Chicago, and he's a real expert at taking census numbers and crunching them. And, you know, he said that there is no precise number here for the number of Chicago natives, but he's told us what he thinks the answer would be. You know, I have a gut feeling about Illinois and Chicago that is contradictory. On the one hand, Chicago is a place that gets a lot of immigrants. That would tend to mean that we would have a lot of people whose parents were not born in Chicago. However, Chicago also is a city that's kind of different from the coastal cities and from the Sunbelt cities. People in those cities move around a lot. They move in and they move out. So one of the things that's cool about the census numbers is that you can look at them by smaller parts of the city. So we looked at the numbers for each census tract, and we plotted it out on a map. And you can see some really huge differences. If you go down to the southwest corner of the city in the Mount Greenwood neighborhood, there's an area where more than 90 percent of the people there were born in Illinois. If you go to another part of the city, a little stretch of Streeterville, it's about 25 percent. So in Streeterville, you've got a lot of people who've come in from out of town, either foreigners or people from other parts of the U.S., and they're moving into the city and they're buying a condo there or renting an apartment in this area. Whereas down in Mount Greenwood, you've obviously got some people who have been there for a long time, and their families have probably been there for generations. And it varies a lot around the city. And and if we break down the numbers by racial groups, African-Americans in Chicago, 75% of them are... Illinois natives, which is a higher rate than for white people. The average. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Elderly blacks in Chicago, a good number of them were born in the South. But if you look at the younger generations, it's almost all Chicago natives.
2: They were born here and they stayed here. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Tracy asked about the number of people who are likely born in Chicago back in the day compared to now. So what, if anything, has changed? What do the numbers tell us?
3: Well, again, the numbers are vague and you have to speculate a lot and sort of make, you know, connect the dots. Uh, To get some help with that, um, I thought the Newberry Library would be a great resource because they do genealogy for all the people in the city who are curious about their family trees and the story of their families in Chicago. So I called up Matt Rutherford, who is in charge of genealogy there, and to kind of get his sense of how Chicago's population has changed over the years. And this is what he told me. For the most part, Chicago is a more rooted place than the cities on the coasts. for instance. It just seems like there's less transience here, that there's more rootedness but it also depends on the time period. You know, when you look at Chicago's history, you know, in the mid to late 19th century, we find a lot of transients, immigrants coming, settling, moving through, particularly uh, with the settlement of the West, the American West, people who stayed here a couple of years and so on. So it really kind of depends on the time period and the set we're comparing Chicago to. So after talking with Matt Rutherford, I spent some time going through the census reports from over the decades. And so the numbers that I finally put together show this interesting pattern where in the late 1800s, about half of the people living in Chicago in the late 1800s were immigrants. As some of these immigrant families stay and put down roots in Chicago, the number of people who are born in Illinois grows right. you know, up till the mid-20th century. That number keeps going up and up.
0: A lot of fascinating details. Yeah. So, a question for you, Tracy. You know, uh, you got us started about this, you know, native Chicagoanness, so to speak. Hopefully, you've learned a lot here. What, if anything, has changed about how you feel about the city or m- maybe how you might see the city from now on? That idea of, eh, we're just average, meh.
2: Yeah, see, I don't see that. I don't see that either. Because I feel like Chicago is a a really huge melting pot of people. And I do think there's a very large percentage of it that, you know, are very Illinois. They're very Chicago. They were born here. They're proud of their city. And then you like you said, you have a whole group of people that have made the choice to live here. And so I think that it, it doesn't feel average to me.
1: Tracy Miller's curiosity about generations did not end with what we dug up in the census numbers. In fact, she asked about stuff that can't be answered by numbers at all, including what's it like to live in a multi-generational family in the Chicago area. And since she runs her own cafe, she wanted to know more about the experience of being in a local, multi-generational family business.
4: Hi, Tracy. I'm glad you asked the question about multi-generational families. Um, Our family came here in the late 1800s from the Netherlands. And we've been here for now for four generations and we're happy to tell our story. I am Marty Ozinga the Fourth and I represent the fourth generation.
5: And I'm Jim Ozinga and I represent the third generation in our family business, which is Ozinga Brothers Ready Mix Concrete Supply to the Greater Chicago Land Area. Mm-hmm. People in Chicago are familiar with our red and white striped trucks. Um, We didn't start out
4: that way. I believe the family came in 1891. My grandfather, Marty's great-grandfather, ended up in Evergreen Park. But at the time, Evergreen Park was out in the boonies. It was a
5: good place for farming. They did tomatoes and onions and whatnot. My grandfather made the transition from farming to business. The business is a big part of keeping us here.
4: Did I have a choice? I never felt like it pressured. My dad would ask, well, what do you think you're going to do when you get older if I wasn't doing well in school or something? And I thought, well, I thought I was going to be a part of the family business. To try and pin down our starting dates is impossible. It's kind of like the day we were born. We have
5: shared beliefs, we have shared goals, and we have love for each other, blood love for each other,
4: uh, has helped keep us together. I went to school in California for a few years, but I always knew that I wanted to be back in Chicago because of the deep roots
5: that are here. used to be the, the pockets of the city. There was the Italian side where my wife came from. There was the Greek side where Marty's mother came from. Uh, now we all kind of mesh together. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. We're certainly not bored here. It's been amazing to watch the evolving of the city over the last generations.
4: One generation went to the next. We followed where the growth was. Now the family has started to spread out to different parts of the southwest suburbs. Some of us live in different parts of the country now, so with the ability to communicate, be mobile, and can be in tension with that tight-knit community feel, it's a challenge. It's it's definitely more and more of a challenge all the time.
5: It's difficult to get people all together, but it's well worth it when we do.
4: It has to be in short bursts because there's so many people, so it gets a little bit hectic and crazy, like a big fat Greek wedding kind of thing remember the family
5: Christmas party we would have to rent a gym or somewhere to put us all and uh, my grandmother Marty's great-grandmother would sit in a chair in the middle and we'd all kind of sit around her.
4: There is sort of a natural order of things that you know when grandma and grandpa die off that you know there's new family units and new traditions built. As I'm raising my own kids I want to be aware of the impact that an extended family had on me.
5: He and his brothers have uh, 30 kids or something coming up the pipeline and we need to find places for them. The joy that you get in life as you get in older is looking down and your, at your children and your grandchildren and seeing uh, what a legacy you've left behind. And if uh, you consider bringing them into your business and making your business a family
4: business, uh, the payoff can be huge. Retirement in the traditional sense of the word is not really something that we subscribe to. <laughs>
1: the multimedia producer Logan Jaffe for our interview with the Ozingas, and thanks to Robert Lorizel who dug deep into spreadsheets for our story. Logan and Robert put together enough charts and maps about the story to keep you busy for an entire generation. That's at wbez.org slash CuriousCity. And when you're there, you'll find a link to all the stuff we're working on right now. Here's an example.
3: My name is Ken Coleman. My question is, what's the city's official policy on garbage pickup? Do they take anything that you put out?
1: We want to hear your dumpster confessional. Maybe you left behind something untoward and weren't really sure the collectors could haul it away. Or maybe you got a dirty look while you were in the act, like this caller did.
3: This lady's giving us this big guy. It's like, I think you forgot your couch on the curb. <laughs> and I just said, hey, how many couches do you think I have?
1: Your dumpster confessional could shape our interviews and make it into our final story. Call our hotline, 888 7752. Again, that's 888-789- 7752. Curious City is produced by Easy and AIR, with support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting and the Doris and Howard Conant Fund for Journalism. Additional support comes from the street performer named Joseph, who hopes to inspire the creation of the next generation of Chicagoans. You know what I'm talking about.
4: So
5: you